0: Under the sky no new horizons Maybe there
1: is no one else Hello listeners and welcome to the Campbell's Football's Podcast with me Grant Campbell Now I have a very special guest for something a little bit different this time out on Campbell's Football's I'm joined by a guy who's a big sporting fan a big West Ham fan and a guy with a massive voice and a big fan of Maximums With that distinguishable voice, it can only be the magnificent darts referee, Russ Bray. Russ, it's an absolute pleasure to chat with you. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good, thanks Grant. Lovely to be on the show. Thank you very much for asking me. Appreciate
1: it. Uh, It's an absolute privilege to chat with you, as I said. How have you been coping during these times? Because obviously the World Championships have just been completed. I think we were all watching on our screens at home. It must have been a really weird experience with no fans, but I'm sure nevertheless very enjoyable.
2: Okay, well, adorable, it certainly was And in terms of depth of competition and, and the games that went on there I would have said it's one of the best world championships we've actually had Despite there being no people there But we've had that since July When we had the match play um, Which obviously was no fa- no fans there um, So I think the players got somewhat used to the fact That there isn't anybody there um, And of had all the lockdown from March up until July, with respect to that, you know. So, um, but for me personally, I mean, it, it was it was it was different. But you could actually hear the crowd in the background that, that, that they put in, which sort of made it a little bit easier. But from our perspective, from a referee's perspective, you stood up there concentrating on the darts so you don't really. Pay that much attention you know Yeah you Miss out on your odd song like Stand up if you love the dogs You know what I mean like, you've, you've, <laughs> got to, you've,
1: you've got to make sure You're counting things correctly And making sure you're uh, Delivering right score <laughs>
2: <laughs> You know it's um, You know old, old cock, I'm, I'm sure But uh, uh, you know At the end of the day It's uh, You know We're only human And it's there it goes But you're trying to Concentrate obviously On the game itself So you know As opposed to What's going on around you um, you're aware of, obviously, if the players are talking or whatever, you're aware of all that type of thing. The crowd wise, but crowd-wise, for me personally, and, I, and I'm sure I'll say the same with the other boys, that I don't think it makes too much of a difference. See, so I'm calling 180 and you haven't got the big roar, but... Uh, it was, good. it was good, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: And the sound effects was something that I thought was an interesting concept that Darts used We've seen it obviously in football and a range of other sports But it seemed to work yeah. quite well Yeah it did um, There was a, a couple
0: of times, because we could hear some of it in the arena A lot of it is what Sky put over
2: to the TV so Which we wouldn't have heard in the arena in the first instance, what was happening was if a dog come close, there was a big cheer. Well, it wasn't in the right spot, you know what I mean. Yeah. So they eventually put that into what you would hear at home, as opposed to us hearing in the in the arena itself. So uh, it was, uh, but I, I thought it was bad. Uh, what they've done, what Sky have done, what the PDC have done is of, you know. Uh, nothing sort of a miracle, it's been amazing and you know, to keep us all working, to keep us going keep the fans entertained I think it's been one of the best World Championships in yeah. depth, if you take the whole concept I thought it was superb from day 1 to you know, day 16
1: And in terms of the Covid restrictions that have been implemented it seems to be quite uh, rigorous in terms of the testing but it again seems to have worked yeah. quite well and in the bubble there hasn't seemed to been many Covid positive tests which seems to be a massive loss <laughs>
2: Oh, absolutely, and it's a great bus, I mean, we're, we're tested every time we've gone there, um, every day when we walked into the arena itself, uh, into the Alley Pally, um, we had to sign a form, which comes through electronically on your on your, um, on your phone, on your email, uh, sign the form, go in, temperature check, and then away you go. But we was COVID tested before the tournament started, um, and then when we went back, boxing morning, we had to go back there, we had to be there 9 o'clock boxing morning. Um and then got COVID tested again. So uh they uh, keeping more on top of it. Then you was bubbled in your we was red zone and you got amber zones which you couldn't go into. So it, it um it absolutely worked really, really well, you know. It yeah. was it was it was great how they've done it. And to be fair, the logistics that went into working everything out, you know, from that or uh, the BBC, you know, all the way through to the guys that done all the staging and everything else, Uh, like I said, again was absolutely amazing, it's incredible the amount of work that's gone into it, and to make it succeed and make it look
1: good. Yeah, absolutely and it did look good on the TV, I mean despite the fact no fans, it was a really, really good watch, I and my family especially really enjoyed it, and I'm sure loads of other people enjoyed it across the country um, as well, I mean, we cannot go any further without talking about Gerwin Price winning the World Championship, becoming the New world number one what an impressive performance from the ice man
2: oh absolutely terrific and yet he sort of he went to two last leggers actually two final legs to get through which he needs that little bit of it he showed that he's got the minerals to do it you know He, he um and a worthy world champion because he's probably been the guy that's the most consistently good this year and um, and he's proved that and deservedly. He's gone to world number one as well. Um, plus world champion. I mean, that is terrific and He's a fabulous, fabulous star player yep. and a great guy as well. He's a great one. I know he, got, he
0: gets booed, but by various sections for antics and all the rest of that.
2: that, that that's, that's gone. That's long gone with the guy. You know, he's got his roar, he's got his shout, but that's affecting him up. It's not affecting anybody. Absolutely. And he does everything all within the rules. And you know, he's a fabulous kid and, and a worthy world champion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's delve into talking about your journey in sport, Russ, because as I said, it's an absolute pleasure and a privilege to chat. With an icon of darts. Uh, my first question I always last, like to ask my guests is what made you want to go into the sport of darts in the first place? What made you want to kind of go into that kind of journey in your in your sporting life?
2: Well, many, many years ago, back in oh, me, 1975, um, I was a, a uh, I was uh, in training at, at, at Hendon and they had a dance competition. Well, i the big dart in my life. And one of the said, Oh, can you make up the team? I said, Yeah, okay. So it was like Hendon versus um, the other, the other, the other lot coming in, I named that Okay Hendon versus Trenchard. And uh, so I made up one of the team. I got a set of straight brass darts and uh, I stood there and I threw them fairly straight. I'm, I'm, All sports that I've ever done, I want to do it to my fullest. So, consequently, bang, 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 and we ended up winning a medal. Wow. Well, I was a high jumper then. I was a high jumper and and all sorts in in athletics. Um, But I still maintained the dance. I really enjoyed the dance, and it was something that I loved to do. So, consequently, when it sort of crept up, I got married in 78. Much special, didn't I? <laughs> I got married in 78 and um, it's uh, I maintained the darts then. Learned the numbers, learned how to play darts, played out of the Belgrove Club at Wellington, Kent And uh, that's where I really learned all my bits and pieces and ended up uh, you know, a decent player. I played county a. When I moved to Harpershire, I ended up playing county a darts for them um and that's really how i got into it and how i r- really enjoyed the game i love one-on-one competitive sports mm, i love your yeah. football obviously but I one-on-one not like, boxing and things like that you know because you've got nowhere to go if it's all going wrong you've got absolutely nowhere to go and it's down to that mad you know yeah and that's what i
1: love i i played darts myself
2: I'm Sorry, I'm sorry God, darts is one of the only sports where you've got to be offensive straight from the start yeah you can't be defensive You can't think Oh I'll just get a nice 60 here You know You've got to go for it Straight away You know yeah. Unlike Snoop Where you can put the white Behind the yellow Or something like that Darts, not really You know, you set a shot up Obviously the player isn't on a shot Like, you've got to be aggressive enough Right from the off to go for it and That's that's the other it. Yeah,
1: it's a fantastic sport I mean, I, I play darts myself I play for a local team Here in the northeast of Scotland And it's a good competition, isn't it? Because, as you say There's there's a scoring aspect in the game But there's a lot of mental strength Required to, to be successful Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely I mean, it's, it's, if you haven't got the head If you haven't got the, the strength you know, you Phil Taylor strength, Mark Van Gurman's strength, now with Gary Anderson's strength, um, Gervin Price's strength, Peter Wright. All these guys are world champions, you know, because they're strong in mind. They're, they're, they've got their mental agility to maintain it. They don't bottle it. They've got the minerals, as we say. Um, that's 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 one of the biggest things. I mean, all sport is, you know got
1: percent absolute ability 70% in the brains, you mm-hmm. know and yeah. darts is very much that yeah absolutely in terms of as you were making your journey through darts I mean we've talked about you talked there about Taylor and Van Gerwen but was Taylor an inspiration for yourself as the, the sport was beginning to become more profound as it is now um
2: I, oh, but- I would say so, probably. Um, more was Bristol era, really. Because, I mean, I started playing darts in 75, um, before any world championships, actually. So the first world championship was in 79, that Leighton Ries but And then uh, you know, John Lowe, obviously, going after that. Then, obviously, you had the reign of Bristol, then, for five years solid. Um, and I should imagine he was probably... An inspiration within the game. I was really lucky. Um, Eric asked me to play
0: pairs with him in Norway back in the eighties. And um, brilliant. Um, you know what I mean? It, 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 you could not wish
2: in this game for anything better than that. Eric Bristol asked you to play pairs with him. Uh, and I roomed with him, was in Oslo, roomed with him And we've become really, really very close friends Even to the point when i become a referee And i you know, changed obviously from playing uh, Become a referee, done on million of shows with Eric uh, and, uh, and, and my best mate, Keith Deller. obviously You know, I mean, we've done loads and loads and loads of stuff You know, so yeah. um, I would have said Eric was more of an inspiration than Phil Because I was already involved with it True. When Phil kicked in, if you know what I mean Yeah, yeah So, yeah uh, but, oh, very very close as well. yeah,
1: absolutely I mean Bristol really was the first guy that I sort of realized I mean'm I'm, I'm 30 this year but even so seen old videos of Bristol I mean he just made the game look so easy and I loved his nickname the crafty cockney he knew how to win ugly as well even when he wasn't at his best Yeah,
2: exactly but, absolutely. but that, that again is another aspect of the game um, I spoke to gavin price um Couple of games before the final, and uh, I said, "That's what you have to do. You have to win ugly sometimes." Because he was saying, "Oh, Bryant had to play too clever," you know. But you have to win ugly, and, and that's where, again, where the mental mental strength comes in. You know, it's uh, you're not playing as well as you hoped you would do. You're trying to jump on your opponent. You're trying to get some form of rhythm. You're trying to get yourself going, and um, you know. To be able to do that, and I say, Bristol was that all day long. Jockey was, Jockey Wilson, John Lowe, all the boys in that era, Keith Dallow, Cliff Lazarenko, you know, these guys, Dave Wickham, it, it, all of them, all of them were there.
0: They yeah. had
1: strength. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said that you obviously you partnered with Eric uh, in the Norway and Finland pairs. I mean, what was that like just yeah. to play alongside a legend of the game, Russ?
2: I in awe of the guy. Uh, you know, in them days, absolutely in awe of the person. He was he was Mr. Darts. He walked into a room and everybody knew he walked in there. Do you know what I mean? Hours, and it was literally that. Um yeah, I was in awe of it. He, he was um great guy, a great guy, fantastic ambassador for the sport, an amazing ambassador for the sport, you know, and, and
0: and a world champion yeah. It doesn't get any better than that
1: You know yeah. then, not okay. any better than that But yeah Absolutely Yeah And obviously Eric's sadly no longer with us And I remember The, the news When it came out On the uh, P- uh, Premier League of Darts night When uh, I think was I can't remember this week, It was in Liverpool maybe I, don't, I can't remember But, yeah, it was but, but I was in Chester On my holidays With a family And when I remember seeing it Coming up on social media And I thought I don't believe this is true And then it came up Across the TV screen And I think Everybody in the Darts And sports community just couldn't believe it. Shot. Well, I had phone calls from Bex's lady at the time um,
2: before that all went out there, and from Keithella, mm-hmm. and um, that's we're all very, very close. So I knew actually. You know, prior to it going on the TV there I'd say, you just, you just sort of went numb You know, it, it, like anybody passes That you're close to, yeah. you have big family Members of friends it, it sort of, it, It's just, you've got know, a surrealness There because, it, you know, I'm not going to see him Anymore, I'm not going to speak to him anymore I'm not going to fun, that out when we go out and do shows And things anymore So it, it's, um, yeah, that was, that was a heck of a shock a heck of a shock, to, you know, to everybody Yeah, To yeah.
1: everybody a, a very great guy and, and very sorely missed and Obviously you said that you were a county player for Hertfordshire When you're on the Pro yeah. circuit And you're you're playing At county level And you're playing up Against yeah. a lot of Really up and coming Players Guys have a lot of Experience You really sharpen Your game up Don't you But also you get A little bit of an idea As to where other People's uh, weaknesses Are and opportunities To win You do
2: You do Definitely You know It's um, If you can get out there I tell you what's Most important There's always a practice If you stood up there with your practice Starts up there With the guy That you're throwing You've gone 100, 100, 100 I've watched him go under and under, off the walls a hell of a game here. You know what I mean? Um, You could do someone's head in from the start. But it it gives you you a feeling of good confidence, especially if you've gone up there and won. Um, A sense of achievement as well. You know, and as I say Like I said earlier on You know, one-on-one with somebody I think fantastic I love all that sort of mm-hmm. thing You know, you're not hiding behind a team player Or anything like that But it does a bit. Yeah
1: So when you're p- sensible. So when you're practising Do you practise the scoring Or do you practise the doubling Because when I practise I, I practise of both
2: Well, then the- I, don't play that. I do not pick a dart up from one year to the next, literally, literally, um, unless I'm asked to do something to, um, which I've done sometimes on a European tour, if one of the players hasn't been out to make it, then they've got a half hour slot where the game would have been. Mm-hmm. So they asked me to go up and uh, do a little walk on and I play someone like uh, Paul Nicholson as a, as a bit of a fun thing for the crowd and a little exhibition thing. Um, and I am absolutely terrible at the arts now.
1: You know, I, I really couldn't hit <laughs> a cow's
2: bum. But I'm terrible and I'm <laughs> still playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's um, when I used to practice. I used to practice an hour on doubles. Yeah, to go down the board on doubles, just keep going around. I'm, I'm in for an hour. Um, then I would take the shots out. I'd go 1-2-1 to one and then try and do that if I could, yeah. You know, um, which I think I'll always do it. Um, and then go up and then just
0: general
2: throws, to trouble twenty, triple nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And that was how I used to. I used to practice three, yeah. four hours a day. Yeah, you know, just to try and even. Because I wanted to be good, you know I mean didn't always try my best there
1: it. There's a lot of people in, in the darts games now Their the board management is very different now I mean, Michael Van Gerwen oh. is an absolute master at treble 19s And you see a lot of people going for the treble 18s A lot more, back in the old days A lot of people were going for the for the 180s And you know, the, the, the one four ones and things like that But it's it's a lot more varied now There's a lot more different ways that people find to go for coaches oh.
2: Absolutely, not at all
1: Old, so I mean, the double doubles are as popular, wasn't it? The double AT double top, or the two double nineteens, or the the top stops. You don't usually see a lot of that um, back then, but you do now.
2: Well, what is it? That's that's, that's developed over the last two oh, I would have said fifteen, maybe fifteen years. that is it's really coming, and that's mainly through the Dutchies, through the Dutch players, because they are so good mentally with their arithmetic with the, the dots. They know the dart ball inside out. They know if I hit that, oh, I've got that. They know if I miss that, oh, I've got this. That's how they are. I mean, 303, which is um, a number that's normally left. You know, They're looking at 19s all day long. They're you know, 171, 132, 133 is 172. So it, it, that's how they're thinking. That's how they're thinking. But they're thinking from you know. After their first shot, they're thinking of their shot out, what way they're going. It is so intense now. Um,
0: Of course, our boys are doing it. You know? You know, you've got
2: 76, 10 yards in your end. They are about double A -A and double Tops.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you
2: know what I mean? Instead of conventional
1: It's very, very interesting. It's, it's, quite it's interesting to watch because you can see how a game develops where people are more confident in going for their shots and maybe where they're maybe forced to go for the shots because their opponent is on a finish. Yeah.
0: Got to. Got to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Um, if you're struggling on your game you're going to go for the big numbers because you're not going to be confident enough to flip the, the, the smaller one Yeah, and that's what you notice know, you know the difference when you see the player like that you know yeah. so it's uh, oh, my game is terrific
0: yeah
1: well, well with my standard of play I go for the big numbers every time <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm,
2: so reminded, I'm still bloody missing <laughs>
1: fantastic now I was reading here Ross uh, and, and uh, I want to find out if this is true because apparently you're in the Guinness World Record books, aren't you? I was. You I was. was. I'm not
2: now. Oh, you're not now. In the balls eye the them from ten foot. We done that outside in a blowing wind in um, on the North Pier at Blackpool, and I was filming it. So of course, obviously, with it being filmed, you've got the proof there. Um, and there was myself, Steve Beaton, James Wade. Um, uh, a few other
0: boys out
1: there. And I've done it on about my fourth <laughs> oh, dog. Uh, well I've been to Blackpool quite a few times and believe me, when it's windy, it's windy there. <laughs> oh.
2: Unbelievable Unbelievable and uh, I mean i weren't even my darts anyway uh, Pure and utter luck Pure luck I think Freddie Flintlock took it off uh, For a children in need to So uh, <laughs> well,
1: Oh I thought you were going to tell me You meant it The fact you said it was a fleek's Made me a bit disappointed now <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, got be,
2: I've got to be 100% honest really. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never get away with that one I will so
0: yeah.
2: never get away with that Absolutely
1: one. brilliant Well I have practised darts Outside my house here And it can be quite windy here in the northeast of Scott but even I struggled to hit the bullseye out here. <laughs> My folks are listening to this and in laughing.
2: <laughs> uh, I think mean, the guys have a little sort of breeze on the stage and it throws their darts. And yeah. it really does. Just a very light breeze will well, throw their darts. Well, that <laughs> happened, didn't it? When
1: uh, Adrian Lewis was playing James Weed In the World Championship all that years ago, didn't there?
2: Exactly. Exactly. I had a drive come across. I found it was a door that was open a little way over in the back of the arena. So consequently, of course this draft going across the stage but you can actually
1: physically see the way the darts go in at an angle or not as the, as the case may be you know, it's, um, it really does make a difference so. yeah. yeah, very very interesting to, to know that that actually does happen, there is actually a draft and it does actually uh, happen so obviously we've talked a little bit about your darting sort of journey so to speak at the county level, yep. when was the moment you realised in your journey that you wanted to become a professional referee in the PDC?
2: Purely, again, purely by accident. We had a county match at um, home, um, and obviously with county games, you, you've got the stage set up there, you have a referee up there, you have your markers, and uh, like, like you would do on an ordinary stage that you see on a TV. But the referee never turned up, a guy called Steve Smiley. He never turned up, so I told him and said, Oh I'll call a couple of games. I don't numbers, I called a couple of games, help out. So I'll call I the, uh, called, a of, called a couple of games, The secretary so of the uh called a couple of Ron Bentley called a couple of games, I want to so forth. He never turned up for the next home game we was at, so I called a couple of games, I called a couple of games and I really, really enjoyed it. I was playing A at the time, so all i done was on this Saturday, went to the B team match put a suit on and helped the corner there a guy called Trevor Wood, lovely lad, great corner as well. So I him. so I was actually he was in charge of the calling. I was you know just a sort of basic backup as such uh, I'd done the other games. Really? And uh, it went on and, on and on and on and on and eventually I got a phone call from the PDC asking was I interested in being a,
0: a third referee or reserve referee with the PDC. Now yeah,
2: bearing in mind in that time Everyone that had anything to do with the PDC or WTC, as it was for getting um, banned. You couldn't do anything, you know. Well, I'm not a political person. I'm, um, I'm not. I don't like all that sort of stuff, anyway. Um, and I turned there and said, "Yeah, I'd love to have a go at it." And in '96, um, at Blackpool, at the Match Plate, they said had three matches on the Sunday night, which weren't televised live. They went live on the Monday. But they showed the games on the, as a preview on the Monday before the, uh, before the main event. And I called two games. I've gone up there because you have two referees there anyway. Bruce Spenley and Freddie Williams. Absolute legends out of this world. Referees and still way, way up there. They're magnificent. Yeah. Sadly, friendly not with us anymore. But um, I've gone up there. I called the first two games. The first one had John Lowe in it. I can't think who was playing. And the second one had Paul Linn in it. I both of the only guys that had done nine dollars right. at the time. And uh, I walked up the stage there and uh, God bless him, he's passed away now. Tommy Cox, the tournament director, and founder of the PDC with Dick Alex, John Markovich, he um, he said we're not having a reserve referee. Blah, blah, blah. He said we're having three referees, welcome to the PDC. Uh, right. and that's you know, I suppose here and um, you know the rest of
1: Fantastic, and Paul Lim and John Law yeah. you mentioned. I mean, Paul Lim's story is absolutely extraordinary, isn't it? Because the first guy to to hit a, a nine dart leg, and then he's come back into the PDC and and really been a breath of fresh air, and all the fans just love him.
2: I do, I do. Well, I'm very lucky because I do the Asian tour. I mean, I I go out to, and we do um, six different countries in Asia, which include like Taiwan, Japan, China, uh, Hong Kong. I go out in Malaysia, which is the second one anyway, uh, the Philippines, and that. So, you know, I'll get out to all those. Of course, I'm meeting Paul every week, but again, I've known Paul since the 80s. Um, First man ever to do a nine-dollar in the world championships. And uh, he nearly come close the other year. That's right. That's right. It's double 12 for a guy playing against Gary. Um, but his consistency, his consistency is unbelievable. A man of sixty-six years of age. His consistency is terrific. Yeah, and absolutely.
1: He's got a lovely voice as well. He speaks very well, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. In terms of the calling, in terms of the calling, Ross, when did you? De- how did you develop the very signature one eighty shape? Because did that come over time?
2: Want it to be different for the other guy, I mean you got Bruce uh, at the time we had Bruce Bentley, Freddie Williams in the PBC, Martin Fitzmorris in the BDO with George Noble. But uh partly great name, I know George Sidney with no blessing. George That's is growing,
1: I love George love Noble. Noble, I think he's a great referee oh, as well. I'm
2: so glad, man. Never makes a mistake, the boy, Barely, rarely will he make a cock-up, you know, I mean, he's that good, he's super, you know, I make cock-ups, but he, he, he's <laughs> absolutely smart most of the time. You know, it's, it's, it, it, he is good, he is good. That so, of course, cool. you have Mike and Fitzmaurice, George and in, in the BDO, you've got Freddie Williams, Bruce Fenley in the PDC, uh, and there's, there's Russ Braid, new guy, you know, on the block, you know, and I just didn't want to be the same as anybody else. I wanted it to be different. In the day, what I used to wear was a jacket and trousers, you know, collar and tie, but jacket and trousers. Stop! I'll wear a suit. I'll be different. Yeah, so I wore a suit. And I saw that. So then Bruce and Freddie started wearing suits. So I wore a jacket and tie. Jacket and trousers. So I so just, just changed all the time. And then um, I'd wear a shirt, with, which doesn't need a tie, so it's open neck, mandarin collar, mandarin collar. Jacket. I just totally wanted to be different. Um, Called in the 180. Um, it's, well, it's, I mean, someone's put on, on Facebook somewhere where it's changed from, you know, 20 years ago. And now, you don't, I don't personally realise how much it has changed, you know, until you see old footage oh, no, well, I don't call it like that now, but that's just how it's developed over the years. And, uh, you know, it's been no. I've had no particular sidekick about. Changing it, it's just there it's there, it all.
1: because until until recently, I, I always thought it might have been down to maybe because you maybe smoked a couple of cigarettes or things like that. Well, the thing is, I smoked it, I picked
2: up smoking 10 years ago. My voice ain't changed, my voice ain't changed in 10 years, it <laughs> uh, they
0: haven't changed in 10 years, yeah.
2: You know, and, uh, as I say, so the smoking side of things. yeah Yeah, i mean it's uh i'm
0: glad i don't yeah it's the hardest thing i've ever done in my life i've up smoking but uh now as i say it's
2: uh it's just, how it's, it's how it's I haven't consciously changed it. Yeah,
1: way, I want to talk to you about some of the other guys you just mentioned. Obviously, George Noble, yeah. uh, Bruce Spengley, who you've mentioned. Yeah. Um Some great referees in the PDC. Do you guys have a really good rapport with one another? Is there a bit of rivalry between the? the lot? Yeah, I mean. No, 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 no. no rivalries at all. Everything's all
2: a good laugh. It's. Um... Well, no, we're, all doing, we're all doing the job, we go out and do our job, you right. know, to the best of our abilities, and uh, as I say, when you take, take someone like Kirk. I mean, you know, he was on countdown, he won countdown, he was countdown champion. You know, you can ask him what's 300 times 800 times 927, he'll go bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? He, he, his calculation points calculate, I mean, and he is he's just amazing. Um, same with George. George, you know, he just he just very, very, very rarely make a mistake. Yeah. To me, it's not a natural thing. I'm not a natural uh, mathematician in that way, so... Plus my concentration level Ain't always the greatest and, 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 <laughs> so, you know. and of course I haven't mentioned
1: Paul Hicks as well Another very good uh, Referee as well was a super, Absolutely super Paul he Just done the final there Well I met and, uh, I met Paul At uh, an exhibition event A couple of years ago Up in Turriff Here in the northeast of Scotland And he was scoring oh, yeah. uh, Gary Anderson was there Wayne Mardle was there <laughs> Peter Manley was there And John Park was there What a great laugh I'll tell you <laughs> Wayne Mardle was something else
2: Where's well, another lad? I've known Wayne <coughs> since he was nine, ten years of age. Because I used to play darts in Essex when I lived in Essex. Uh, well, I'm an Essex boy anyway. But uh, um, I've known Wayne since he was nine, ten years of age. We so used to play darts against his dad, Billy, and. Um, you know, of course, I've grown up with him as well as a, a very, very close friend. Uh, we even play golf together now and things like <laughs> that. You know, he's, he's a great. He is such a laugh and he really is what he is—a showman. Yeah, big time. You know, he, he's just exactly that. You know, it's a one-eighty runs around the arena. You'd have seen him run around the arena. To him, high five him once get back on the stage. You know. Go away model exhibition it is an absolute treat. It yeah, really I'm,
0: is. It's, I've, it's got great. A,
1: I've got a picture with Wayne he's fantastic. He's just he's just an absolute character. He's offered something different to Sky Sports Stars. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it, i think you need characters. You you need you need characters Every, You need it in air game. Yeah um, well, you want something different from everybody. That's why I try to be different to the other referees, you know. As it happens, we're all different anyway, but I want to be different to everybody else. It's, um, you know, Wayne was different to everybody else. He was, you know, his walk-on was fantastic. Talking about Bobby George, unbelievable walk-on, you know, an amazing walk-on. Still working now. Uh, I still frozen, a pretty mean dog, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's... Characters you need, you know. If, if everything was just bland, 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 it'd be no good. And talking, and of,
1: that is why. That's why. And talking of characters, Second. and talking of characters, Peter okay. Wright. I mean, he's a real character, isn't he? On the <laughs> on the darts, isn't he? His walk-ons are something else.
2: <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, he came on as a grinch in his first in his first match, you know. And. Um, it's just it's just a character and it's good and people wanna see it. They wanna watch it because it's entertainment and that's what the game's all about. It's, as well as the tremendous skill that they've all got but the PDC and Scott have made it entertaining and uh, that's what people want to come to. that's why the auditoriums are packed out can't get a ticket for love the money they're rammed out because everybody wants to get involved that's why the crowd will turn up in their you know
0: smurfs or minion or whatever it is you know um, because it's just pure
1: entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's really Thanks. fun. It's fantastic. And it keeps going from strength to strength at darts. I think it's absolutely fantastic on Sky. I want to talk to you about John MacDonald, the, the master of ceremonies.
2: I'll try to him, what,
1: what 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 is he like to be a part of the darts setup? Because Because he, he's, he's just fantastic, isn't he? Well, him, um, so, uh,
2: when John came in about... Uh, 2000, well, 2005 or 2007. When we done the head to head with Taylor and um, Andy Fordham John him see that uh, particular event. Because before that it was to be Phil Jones, but um, John then came and joined us at Blackpool. Now, I think it was about 2007. Saved him as not like, you know 13, 14 years, and uh, me and him sort of hit it off straight away, as real close buddies, um, and. He's a character and a heart. He's a one funny guy. He is hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. Does an awful lot of charity with the with the with the army boys and everything else. He's, he's amazing with that. Um but he lights up the room. He walks in there and everything, everything's hilarious, everything's hilarious. It's um, this world championship we he brought he's, he's got a He's a of van, um, and he's brought it down. I mean, I'll take the rip out of him. I'll say, you know, this evil poop that you've got. Know, What's that about? But believe me, all right. it's brand-new, he's bloody gorgeous. He's a poop of it. Um, so, of course, in the breaks, when we had the breaks, me and Johnny would go down to his camper van and cook our dinner in there. You know because I mean? we couldn't get any food. It was a really So, we cook our food in there, me and him together. Um, we go out to the Philippines three times a year, uh, doing shows and bits and pieces out there. Um... Very, very good mate, very close friend, very good for, for, for all the charities, and one funny, lovely
1: guy. Yeah, and a really good announcer as well, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Really good. Very, very good. And we mentioned about Blackpool and the world match play, because there's a bit of history as well, in, in your eyes as well, because you witnessed Phil Taylor hit the first ever Nine doctor in 2002. At Blackpool, I mean, what a bit of history to be part of refereeing one of the greatest oh, players to ever play the game of darts. at a nine darter. Yeah, I, I,
2: it was the first one that was live on Sky because well, um, first one live on TV because some great backs have done that a week. Before. The first live one for the PDC um, and Sky, and to be stood there calling it, it was, oh, terrific. You know what I mean? It's it, Like you say, history, you know, that's something that cannot cannot be changed. You know, every time they talk about the first nine data on Sky, there's Phil Taylor's hitting the nine data, that's why calling it against Chris Mason. So, you know, it, 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 it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that was one heck of a
0: buzz. And he won £100,000 at a time as well. Yeah, which was a was lot of money back I in those days. days. no, yeah, oh, no. When you think, you know, last year, just on one of the challenge tours um, and what's
2: they something like 30 of them. You know, and
0: you think, uh, I mean, they're too a penny now. Yeah. They're too a penny,
2: it seems. You know, it's just, I think, Good the game's got an epic the standards has got, you know, through the, through the BBC development
1: stuff. When you first <laughs> caught eyes on Phil Taylor, did you think he would go on to have 16 world titles?
2: Not 16, but uh, he was going to have a few, that's for sure. And then he got to the stage, I mean, he lost the very first one in the BDC to uh, Dennis, Dennis Bruce Lee. Um, and, yeah, boy, has he gone on from me. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, wow. They, and every time he called for Phil, he just knew he was gonna you know, he going win. I mean done, I know, Pete Manley, seven else a few people, seven sip in final. You know, and, um it was just it was just untouchable. And it
0: was for everybody else to catch him up. Don't forget in first instance, when they split on like the sixteen players
2: that's mm-hmm. all the PDC had, the sixteen players, video still had the whole batch of everybody else. So the PDC, or WTC, then as it was, had to grow, and it's grown and grown and grown and grown. Um, so consequently, when you look at standards, yeah, the standard at that given time, we had Bill Taylor, uh, Dennis Priestley, etc. But the PDO had everything else. So if you took down 30 seconds you know and they had everything in depth. Now, if you look at, you know, the PDC. All the way down to a player who's 32nd in the world, the player 32nd in the world is only not 100,000 pounds. Wow, you know, it's just amazing. And that's where it's at. Who ever thought of millionaire? Millionaire, players in prize money, let alone endorsements. Yeah. It just, you just know, like, oh, don't be silly, don't be dark. You know, birthday and the dog and duck. You know, it could be a millionaire, but it can be. It'd be good, you good enough. Know? Well, uh, the opportunities there. And been open, they? well, I
1: mean, you have to only look at the, the Johnny Rob Cross had uh, a couple of years ago, you know, amazing
2: Unbelievable, Unbelievable. what well, I call, uh, he played um, Michael Van Gogh and Michael ate a nine dollar against him A couple of years back in the UK Open He then goes on, plays in the world champion, see we going to go to qualify Come back, to Norwich I think, come back in there, qualify for it, got in there, hey, next you know, he is the world champion It's his life, you know. He's he's got a different house, a different lifestyle, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You You put the work in, and you're good enough. You'll get the rewards,
1: definitely One of the best matches I've ever seen you officiate Was the World Championship match Between Michael Van Gerwen and James Wade The 17 perfect darts That Van Gerwen had in that match And Wade won the set that, That's what people forget yeah. James Wade <laughs> won that set I mean, that's have you ever seen a set Of that standard like that again?
0: No,
2: no, I've never called a set like it Never called a set like it It was... Um, it was just unbelievable. It was just, it was just breathtaking. You know, caught the nine and then he's gone, you know, 180. I think it was again. gone for the 141. One, one. But he missed double 12 by quite a bit for his standard. But it was, i think, wow, we're going back to back nines here. You know, it was uh, absolutely amazing, amazing
1: And when you're calling that game When he's on for the 9 darter the second time round Is there a small part of you that's hoping I kind of hope he gets this but at the same time I, I don't want to feel too much favouritism towards him and not to James
2: No, 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 no In all honesty, do this and I, that however I do it It's, um, you treat it as a leg even Phils, when Phil be uh, when Phil is nine, that's in the fifth leg. So I'm going for a natural break, commercial break. Um, you out game side, in the fifth leg. Phil Taylor mm-hmm. put the bike back in, and it's just as normal. You do it as normal You know yeah. it, it's, it's the same with Michael Because Because um, I get too excited about something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And my job's not to, so, You know what I mean You know You can make a buzz On, on certain calls Coach brilliant When well, it's 174s 177s You know Emphasise it a little bit But um, Yeah You know I mean that's how, that's how I call it You know it's, it's uh, So it's not you to detrimental To the other person But oh. I mean James played it Nine dollar And loss a set same yeah. Nice. yeah. You know, I, I I beat lots. Of, no, yeah, lots of set,
0: didn't Yeah, against
1: yeah. Stephen Bunting. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, that was fantastic as well. I mean, it, it's it's just amazing to see some of these dart players just hit nine darters sometimes for fun. You know, I mean, I I, I the best I've hit is a twelve dart leg. I mean, I've never done anything better than that.
2: What? <laughs> I've had a ten. I've never had a nine. I've never had a nine in practice either. I've had is back to, to back, but never, never, never even practice. Yeah. I one the one afterwards. Or in the tour, I've had tens in, in practice.
0: Yeah.
1: The PDC, the, the PDC as a, a circuit now, because this goes all over the world, doesn't it? And there's so many great tournaments. We've talked about the World Championship. We've talked about the match play. But just going over the world with yeah. us. I mean, what's your favourite yeah. places you've been to on the circuit?
2: My favourite, excluding those ones you said. Yes. Um, wow, well, uh,
0: good question. Um, one of the best ones we have done was South Africa
2: uh, in Johannesburg, in South Africa. That was that was fantastic. Australia, obviously, um, but I go out to Australia three, four times a year anyway, doing loads of stuff over there. My next trip out of there beat me thirty bit to wow. Australia, so. Um, you know, I love love Australia, I love the tournaments we do out there, I do the Asian Tours, I think it's very difficult to pinpoint actually, because, um, you know, Vegas was always uh, a a fabulous one to do, there's a classic there. very very difficult to turn around and say any any particular one because they're all good yeah all of our boys. you know the world series obviously because you've got top boys out there anyway yeah so if we're going to Australia and, and and New Zealand um
1: they're good. They are good. But, that, they're, they're but, very good. but that comes on to my my next question, which is, you know, you've got so many players from all over the world now coming to play in the World Championships. People from Australia, and America, and Canada. I mean, we've talked about uh, the Philippines and and things like that. And the, the World Cup of Darts has really taken off and grown people's imagination of darts, and people can latch onto their home nation or loads of other nations
2: and really get involved. I think the World Cup of Darts is is a fabulous concept because like you say there, um, it's not Great Britain. You've got Northern Ireland, Ireland, you know, our home nations as well, Wales, Scotland, England, and it's, which is, you know, sort of five countries just in one hit. And then, of course, going out to all the others, your Filipino boys and, and, and Japan, China, etc coming in, I think it's a fabulous concept because, again, it throws up a lot of wonderful players. Tell you what, there's a young lad there that played for Canada, and um, I can't think of his name. He played Tim White uh,
1: Campbell. I,
2: I, it's Campbell.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Now, I, I didn't know a lot about him. I didn't know a lot about him, but why could he throw doors? And it was, you see these guys there, you think, wow, you know? And that's the sort of talent that you haven't seen. So the World Cup tends to bring people like that because they play a single. The people like that, and you think, wow, oh, he can hold his own here. Yeah. Matt Campbell, yeah. He was absolutely brilliant, you know what I mean? And then that's what I like about it. Yeah. All of a sudden you've got Slytherwania versus... Uh, Latvia or something like that, you yeah. know. Um, you know, we know the guys. You know, we know the obvious stuff, you know, um, and, uh, and uh, you you know, We know these people from our circuit, but we don't really know their partners. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, you know, they're, they're in there, they're, mm-hmm. you know, eleven dollar and one eighties, and think, wow, that is why the World Cup is so good. Um, and of course, uh, being a parent, it's, it's anybody's, it's anybody's. You know, I, mean, I, I, I
1: mean, I personally would like to see more more pairs formats in the darts. I mean, I, I think that would be a really good watch. Yeah, me
2: too. Me too. Definitely. I
1: Barry I'm Heron, if you're listening, I want that happening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on, have a that would I, I think that would that would certainly work. That would certainly work. You know, it's a uh, Yeah, good concept. Good concept.
1: There's two guys that I really want to finish up on your on the Darts journey that you all you have known yeah. in your time there and one of them is Sid Waddell, obviously, the voice of Darts. Um sadly yeah. no um, longer with us. What did Sid bring to Darts that just created um, people's magic?
2: He 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 brought darts he brought the fun sign of darts. Um, he brought the serious side of darts. His commentary was uh, just something special. No one can copy it. No one can be a Sid Waddell. He was Mr. Darts, certainly within the commentary side of things and everything else. Sorry, someone was, was some of them talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he said, what? Oi. Um, yeah, but they... uh." Sid brought everything to the game He made darts Everyone wanted know, oh, I want to listen to Sid You know yeah. Didn't matter what game it was someone would like, go Oh Sid's commentating And then you'd have um, You know Maybe a, a less interesting game
1: Or a game that's not, not Got a lot happening to it But Sid made that excited. He was like Peter Ellis was I'm, to I'm, golf Wasn't he And, and, and people like Murray and Walker name. to Formula 1 Just an absolute character You
2: got it Damn, school called cricket. It's exactly right, exactly right. It's, um, sick was dance, literally was dance. Um, tell you what, it was a very nervous man, oddly enough. Really? Um, I, yeah, I used to do a thing for his, um, every January. He'd bring me up, a kid, you're eating, you know, with his accent and that. Um, we're going to do a show up in Chiswick in, in the pub for his, um, uh, for his grandson. I think it was grandson's school and I'd bring, bring some prizes down, i will set up a dart ball there, um, and then we'd have a bit of fun, just a lot of bullseye type thing. And uh, it was all, have you got this boy, have you got that boy, got everything that, you know, he was really concerned that we got us, said, oh don't know everything in there, um, but once he got in there, once he got on a microphone, uh, he was just,
1: Mustard, absolute mustard. Yeah, lovely man, lovely man. Men. And a maestro with words as well, absolutely fantastic, some
0: of his uh, one-liners. You uh,
2: couldn't even think about it. You know, you can hear the drip of, drip of oil off a chip and things
0: like that, I mean,
1: it's just... Yeah, and the, and the one that springs to my mind...
2: <laughs> So Even Stephen Fry, when he sat on the commentary with it, yeah. you know, he just was he was in wonderment of, of Sid. And he yeah. was, you know, you know, I mean well, both went to the same college at different times, obviously, same university. But uh, but yeah, he uh, he was just in, in awe of Sid, you know, yeah. sat in a commentary box. And that is, that is where he
0: was absolutely Amazing. I
1: mean one line I, I remember very me. vividly from Sid was the he's as sick as a chip in the McCain's factory when he's going for a third nine daughter against Wade in the Premier League in twenty ten. I mean that's simply unbelievable. I mean your colleague George Noble covered that game. I mean that was another yes, special
2: he night. Did. He did. Yeah, yeah, that was uh that was uh, well just being him up there, so
1: it's said, it said draw a draw win for us. You know, so that's uh, oh, it's good, good, that place of history. You know what I mean. And in terms of characters within the darts game, I mean, sadly, Dave Clark is uh, no longer hosting the the darts on Sky. I mean, Dave was a guy who really took darts up two or three levels, didn't he?
2: Well, he did. I mean, it's funny because originally we had um, Jeff going mm-hmm. early doors. Um, Jeff, I mean, look what Jeff's done now with the football on his Saturday, you know, Saturday stuff. I mean, he's, he's, he has done to football on a Saturday afternoon what Dave Clark done with the dance? Yeah, the, the presentation, um, absolutely outstanding, absolutely outstanding, flawless and, and interesting. Uh, you know,
0: the right questions, the, the right way of putting it forward, absolutely amazing.
2: You know, and, and that is a wonderful skill to have. To be, able to, to be able to do that, um, to present the show, uh, to, I don't think else does that. Is Dave Croft with the, with the Formula One. one mm-hmm. Because Croft knows you start, he knows you starts inside yeah. out anyway. Mm-hmm. Dave Croft, he knows it inside out. Um, and again, wonderful presenter. So, yeah, um, Dave Clark, believe you me, he was uh, brilliant at the job. Brilliant at yeah. the job. Whoever fills his feet, you know, whoever fills his slot, now it's got one heck of a job on their head. yeah absolutely
1: Absolutely. laura woods does a very adequate job at the moment she's doing Uh, uh, oh yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. very good she is i'll tell you what it's funny because um laura used to do the interviews and things like that that's right um and then uh she ended up doing bits and pieces on radio um and now she's got the morning show i think on yeah, and as she's front in the football, on Scottish front in the darts, done absolutely amazing for herself. Yeah, and, and again, oh, such a lovely girl, such a lovely lady to so physically sit and chat with us. She's a really sweet girl, mm. really
1: nice. A last question on the darts side of this podcast, Russell' I've enjoyed this section of the show. Obviously, Hi, the, the, Hi, pre- obviously the Premier League is uh, coming up. Hopefully, in the next couple of months, obviously COVID, <laughs> would like to hope the numbers drop so that some fans can be allowed into the stadium. What does the premier league of darts mean for yourself because it's always a great time of the year isn't it loads of great venues around the country and 10 darts players each thursday night battling it out on a dartboard in front of hopefully some fans it's a great atmosphere isn't it Is it is it
2: ever i'll tell you what it's one of the best nights that you can have um thursday night like right, you say, uh, uh, the amount of people that i mean, obviously some of them must go to work on Friday, but you see them all dressed up in their costumes and all sorts. Um, and it, it, again, it's a, you know I'll use the word again, it's a fabulous concept because it takes parts all over the country, literally all over the country. I'm not saying to Germany because the, show, one of the And England, Holland so, as well, of course. Yeah, it, 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 uh, exactly, exactly. Um, it, it. It, it it's a fantastic exhibition of darts with ten of the best players
0: in the world, mm-hmm.
2: you know. Uh, and it's selected on the top four naturally go through, and then the, the, the other guys, you know, on excitement level as well, you know, the, the people they want to see. It, it's I think it's absolutely terrific, and, and it's it's a must to go to because the atmosphere, the darts itself is normally. Top
0: draw, um, gotta be go- gotta be going to. This. I think it's one of the best things the BBC have ever put.
1: Yeah. Do you have a favourite venue? I mean, Aberdeen's usually a pretty good venue, isn't it? <laughs> I tell you
2: what, like, I do won't disagree with it, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, me and George live down the south, the south of England. Uh, Paul and Kirk sort of live north, so that they would generally do the northern end. So if you sort of went from like. uh Liverpool, Manchester, um, going upwards um, into Scotland. They would generally do those. But funny enough, when we first done the split between the two, uh, as referees wise,
0: um, Tommy Cox said to me, Right, this is how we're doing it. So well, I do all down the south is
2: like Exeter uh, and uh, Brighton, as it was then, London for the final, so on and so forth, Birmingham, coming as far as Birmingham. He said, Right, he said, but you're doing Aberdeen. I said, well that's a funny split, I said, because I lived down the south east of England take out the Yeah, because they, they had to work at that given time, you know what I mean, so, but yeah, everything's wonderful, venue. all oh, Scotland's wonderful, venue. you know what I mean, going to Glasgow, I bought that one as well, I'm very hard time, I don't go out there that often, um, going
0: over to, into um, Belfast, uh, into Dublin, uh, they're, they're terrific
2: venues, terrific venues, and, and I've got, it, it's but it's people that make the atmosphere, not so much the venue. It's the people that make the atmosphere. And every one of those venues are sold out. Mm-hmm. So each and every venue you go to, you've got one heck of an atmosphere for the yeah. night, uh, and one hell of a fun night. Yeah. And
0: that's,
2: and that's that's what's been put on. It is great. It is great. I mean, I mean, we've got the chance to go to the final at the O2. Yeah. Yeah. You know the O2. Yeah. See that packed
0: to the rafters for. About four or five games for the night. That
2: shows how far and how big Darts has gone. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big,
1: two was in the final And you've packed out the O2 arena yeah. That's incredible It's It incredible. just shows you the journey of darts Over time and how it's exponentially Increasing and so many people watching Across the world, it's absolutely fantastic And, and obviously we've <laughs> talked a lot So far, 52 minutes worth of the show About darts, but obviously you're also A, a big football <laughs> fan as well And you're a fan of the, the mighty West Ham I mean, what is, I
0: the, am, what is
1: What does West Ham mean to you?
2: I tell you what, well, I'm an Essex boy and I was born about, oh, about 15, 20 miles from the ground. I'm actually an Essex, not not, uh, not an East London boy. Um, so, of course, that was always, when we were a kid, you know, your nearest football club to you was always the one that you supported as such. Um, and I remember my dad taking us up there, and of course, this is pre-66 World Cup, and it's given me away a bit there. But um, we'd gone up there and West Ham played Tottenham, and I remember my mum, <laughs> I'd wear pajama bottoms under me trousers because it was cold, so cold, right? A big coat, fully out on my own lock. And got down, I remember going up, and this is up to Barker, obviously, so looking across there, got in there, and all me tummy going over, and then the West End come out, trying to look at me. a 2 wall drawer, walked out of there, the, the pitch was an absolute mudbar. And my dad turned around and said to me, he said, do you want to see a better game of football than that in all your life? It's um, not I can remember a lot about it, know, about as much as what I've said there. Um, but then, as I got older, uh, my mate was a Spurs follower, followed, followed Tottenham, my best mate at school, Graham Clark. So what we used to do is one week, I had a green line bus I used to go from where I lived in South Buckingham all the way to Upton Park. They right. did um, one bus. They did not have to get off the bus at all. All the way up to Upsham Park, go off Upton Park, pop up, walk around in the ground, watch the match, come back out again, back on the green line, back on Easy. They followed Spurs. So, normally in them days, you didn't have West Ham at home and Tottenham at home. Might not be away the way the fixtures were. And uh, so, of course, one week we was at Whitehall Lane, like the following week we was at West Ham. <laughs> and it was. Uh, just and one of the funniest two weeks of that was we went to the Amers, see them playing Man United, where Georgie Best, Bobby Charlton, all the all the big games there, Dennis saw all that, lot, all of them um, playing, and they, I think they, they they've done a three 0 I think it was, and then the following week was at Spurs, and they had Spurs the following week, um, so it's unusual for them to stay away for two long games so of course then we go and watch them again at Tottenham I, think I over as well, So they had a good time in London really meant union boys. So uh, but yeah, but as as uh, my Phillips it was with, with the Amazon, you know, it's um I've been very lucky <coughs> even in the dark <coughs> excuse me, even in the darts. Um I've done a few jobs up there at the training ground. And uh, when I go there, because I know I'm an average boy and all the rest of it, um, the kit man is giving me, giving me a big West Ham shirt every time, a grey 180 on
0: the
1: yeah, back. Yeah, see that on your yeah, Twitter. I've got all
2: the full training kit as well. I've got about three or four shirts upstairs. Um, and of course, getting out of some of the lads, um, I do an awful lot of work with Keith Deliver. And uh, the 1983 World Champion. He's a great kid. He's 20 minutes from me, and uh, we are, again, you know, on the phone every five minutes. I was on the phone last night when ended up with John Parker, got knows how long. And uh, he, uh, he's obviously an Ipswich boy through and through. Well, Ipswich ain't far from where I live now here in Sowan. So uh, we do stuff for their academy. To go up there, they do stuff for their academy, you meet the players or some of the players. Or well, people like Aaron Cresswell and that plays for West End. Yeah. So, of course, when we went back to do the West End... West Ham thing, Sam Allardyce was there at the time as well. Of course, Bessie then comes in. How are, you, how are you doing? And it's all, you know, all I fight So you get to know all the boys as well. And the last one we've done, Bryce, he came in. Um, and had a throw at some darts and all the rest of it. So it's, it's I absolutely love it. I, love, I mean, they're, they're a great club to follow. For, for me, they're a great club to follow. And we're doing all right this year.
0: We're yeah, doing you're no doing
1: game. not too bad. Are any of the West Ham players good darts players?
2: Uh, Mark Noble. Oh, interesting Yeah, he was Yeah, Collins From a couple of years back He was a good player Chris falken fryer Nice Chris one Chris falken fryer uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I've done about Rice He's uh, <laughs> I'll see him He was to be fair, But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he may be A future England captain Who knows? <laughs> oh, who knows? Who knows? He's captain now Yeah a Captain now I think So uh, yeah, Who knows? Yeah, Who knows?
1: I mean, obviously, so. I mean, obviously, following West Ham through the years at Upton Park, I mean, some, some great nights at West Ham over the years. I mean, you've seen some tremendous players playing for the Hammers. Any
0: favourites? Oh,
2: you've got, to go, you've got to go back, Bobby Moore, Jeff, first Marty Peters. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's funny because, oh, well, that's West Ham. But always say West Ham won the World Cup. You know what I mean? it's could be the three legs. Um, I didn't have the good fortune to meet Bobby Joel. Uh, Bobby George. I didn't have to, uh, Bobby Moore. I, I, I didn't meet Bobby at all. Um, I've met Jeff Burst and Martin Peters on many occasions because I play a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. So you go to various celebrity golf days, and, and, and they've been there. So I've, I've had the good fortune of meet Jeff Bird and Martin Peters. Um, oh, just such lovely, lovely fellas. And funny enough, a lad that I was at school with. Um, I went to Orion as a kid. Um, training and, and on their books and he went to West Ham that was Jeff Pike mm-hmm. and uh, it was at the same school I played for his dad's football team with him and all the rest of it I was a goalkeeper and uh, so again you know, have got Pikey coming up through the years uh, it's, it's, it's it's lovely it's a lovely lovely lovely, lovely people lovely guys and
1: not to say some fantastic it yeah and a great ground up to the park as well some very special nights at West Ham and you know when very you're beating the te- when you're beating the teams like Manchester United and Arsenal and Chelsea on your own patch you know West Ham yeah. fans fairly can give it out <laughs> <Hell yeah.
2: laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're good boys. They're all right. They, they can hold their own. They yeah. can hold their own. Yeah. I, I must tell you, can I tell you one funny yeah. story? Yeah, yeah, go. On. Um, I've, got phone, I've got a funny. I had an email of, of um, Karen Brady asking if oh, was I was interested in going down and announcing the teams on the pitch. This is going back two or three years ago. Three, four years ago, Whatever it was, and uh, it's one of the last games of the season. It's just uh, and a little boost for the team there. Yeah? So uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. So I rings up Keith, Keith Della. I said, hey, yeah, bud I said, hey, just fancy trip down the Atlas. I said, want me to do the names on the pitch? It's has got to be. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, then come out to me. He's come out to mine, and we've gone down. Go down to the park. Got my own parking spot in there alongside the players. There. It was absolutely terrific. Gone in, nice bit of dinner. Now we're going down to introduce the teams on the pitch. So you got all the players virtually in there, so it's only about 10 minutes before the off. And I uh, stood there, and they've got a guy, Jeremy, who used to, Jeremy, who used to do all the announcing. Mm-hmm. So we both stood there. he come with us. He stood alongside us, and... Uh, Jeremy said, uh, "Okay, then, Russ, you ready to announce the team?" I said, "Yeah, let's go." Boom, boom, go rock, rock, All the crowd and everything like that got all through the team like that. And uh, he said, "We said, oh, Russ, he said that oh, you got alongside you a very special guest." I said, "Yeah." I said that oh, alongside me, Jeremy, I got the 1983 champion of the world, Mr. Keith Della. Everyone, oh, hey, Bank, all cheered. Chicken man, boy, everyone, all cheered. I said, but he is a tiger boy, next week, baby."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> Jesus. I bet he never forgive you for that one. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, he didn't. He, he still mentions it there. He still mentions it there. Uh, so, no, it was a good laugh. It was a good laugh. Yeah. And then obviously West Ham moving to the um, to the London Stadium. How have you found that change from moving away from Upton Park? I know a lot of fans didn't enjoy moving away from Upton Park.
2: Well, I've only been to the ground once. Um, um, I'll try to check with Rob Pritchard, who's like the press officer for West Ham. Uh, I went down there and we played Brighton. We went two down, made it two all. The, the, the ground is huge. It's, it's Matt Potsdam, Olympic stadium, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you never know, got the coats of us at Park. Um, you know, me, much the, I'm born in the 50s, so growing up at Upton Park all the way through,
0: nah, it's not done it for me, I'm afraid. It's,
2: mm-hmm. um, you know, it's... it's uh, You're a long way away from the action, it seems. They're obviously getting used to it now. The legs themselves, and um, you know, we're putting on we're putting in a good turn this you
1: know this season so far. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. West Ham. Worried. West Ham is with a corner sitting mid-table in the Premier League, uh, level on points yeah. with Chelsea, another London rival. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, 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 And above Arsenal <laughs> as well, of course. <laughs> well, I don't need to say anymore. They don't. And, need to and say of course, and, and of course, West
1: Ham managed by a fellow Scott David Moyes. I mean, what have you? Made the David's time at West Ham.
2: Right, well, I, everyone when really he went there, to, I mean Moyes was brilliant. At he, 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 you know, he's not going to win it. He might make a trophy, a cup, or something like that. He's not going to win the league. You know, Everton, similar to West Ham, you haven't really got the money to bow into it like like the big teams have. Um But Moyes done it. Uh, an excellent job at Everton. they were never gonna get relegated. Um, they was never gonna win the league. They're gonna sit there, you know, anywhere between seven and twelve, mm-hmm. basically. And that's
0: what Moyes has brought to the others. He, he's is them down, in my opinion. Um I think he's a good manager,
2: a very, very good manager. We've had some knots of the bunts, but he's very, very good, very good for the team and in the dressing room is where it matters. Mm. I mean, I was chatting with, um, with uh, Aaron Creswell a little while back, you know, going back a couple of years sort of thing, and the dressing room wasn't an happy dressing room, mm. you know. The dressing room now appears, well, I haven't seen the legs to talk to, but it appears to be an happy dressing room now. Yeah. And you've got a happy dressing room, they've got faith in the manager, I, I think he's done a wonderful job so far, Hey, you know. Um, I like, I like David Moyes. I do
1: like David Moyes. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I'd like I think to see, be good for us.
1: I'd like to see West Ham win a trophy because you know they've been on the, the door a couple of times. That that famous FA Cup final against Liverpool all those years ago. I mean, it it, it just yeah. it just to me seems yeah. that West Ham should be battling for silverware more on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, when do you think the
2: academy at West Ham has produced more England international players than any other academy? Yeah. You know, the, the, the academy at the Amherst is, is unbelievably special. It is magnificent. Um, and you think that the the, the, the problem is something like West Ham, but the minute we've got a great player, it, it's picked up, you know, it goes off to Manu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well,
1: look at Ferdinand and, and Frank Lampard yeah, and Joe Cole, exactly, for example.
2: Exactly. Joe Gover, exactly. You know, all these boys all suddenly, wow, they're that good, bang, they go into the bigger clubs. Um, you know, which, which again, um, Okay, we're a good we're a good breeding for you know future top players, but uh, be nice if if half a dozen could have stayed with us for a couple of seasons and nick nick a trouble and then and then go, you know, but. uh, and i as I say, happy with
1: the Amers this year so far. We're doing, uh, we're doing very lovely. Well, fingers crossed it continues, and I hope West Ham have a good, good season. Time. Ross we're coming to the end of the podcast. It's, it's flown by. I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's where, it is.
1: Where, where does the future hold for yourself in the darts game? Is it just continue and keep enjoying the what commenting on the game and commenting on scores? I've got, well, no,
2: I've got a few irons in the fire. I've got a few irons in the fire, to be fair. Um, um, you know. I'm never going to be refereeing for for rugby. That doesn't happen. You know, you have got a younger lad coming through. You got Kurt coming through. You where um, it's already. You know, you know. I, I, I cannot do this indefinitely. Um, there'll be a time. It won't be yet, but there'll be a time when I'm going to turn and say, "Well, okay." You know, I'm now ready to go elsewhere and do other things. I've got um, I've got a few bits and pieces that I want to sort out in uh, out in Hong Kong, out in Asia. Um, which again, um, it's, uh, everything's been put on hold because of the COVID, because we can't travel, can't do anything, so business-wise things, you know, it's, um, everything's on hold, but watch this face, you know, in a few years' time, hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to turn in and say, like, well, okay, this is what's going to be happening, blah, 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 um, and this is where we go from here, and so, you know, um, I've, got, uh, I've got a few ideas on uh, what I can put forward, and... Hopefully, hopefully,
1: you know, gonna be an the best today and you uh, know, spread the word, so to we speak. Oh, well, it's fantastic to chat with you. Before we go, let's hear
0: another maximum, shall
1: we? <laughs> fantastic. I thought we should have that to, to wrap things up. It's been game shot and the match. It's been fantastic. Match, yeah. It's been fantastic. <laughs> Ross, Bray, Ross, a, a pleasure. So much. Thank you for coming on the show. It's a big pleasure to chat with you. Well, listener, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Campbell's Footballs. I hope this podcast was just what the doctor ordered. If you want to listen to previous shows or look out for future shows, follow Campbell's Footballs on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to other podcasts. You can also follow the show on Facebook at Campbell's Footballs. Search for me, StatoG91, on Instagram or other social media channels. But until then, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the crack and enjoy Campbell's footballs.
0: What a dangerous night!